When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcasts. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Side two of uh, the eye. We are back this week with uh, Lisa Mann and uh, the missing Ralphier. Just taking a leak for a minute, and Greg Noggle and me. Yes. I didn't introduce us on the first episode, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. I Everybody would hope they now. know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. And I also put our names underneath the thing too. So yeah. whatever. But uh, we are on side two of the eye, and the first song is Father Picard, or should I call it? Father Prickhard. A new chaplain has arrived. <laughs> Should I not quit my day job? Yeah. A new oh. chaplain has arrived, and he makes it. And he makes it known he's taking over, and things will be different. He tells Madeline and three other nuns, God has chosen them to be his angels in white. He has them drink his holy wine, which he has drugged, and Father Prickhard 
is now in control of their minds. Great track. Great opening for side two. I love this song. Uh, another good song, and I like some of the songs... Wait, what? Some... I, I wrote this like weeks ago, <laughs> so I forgot what I fucking wrote here. Uh, some of these songs, I think, can work on its own. Oh, I, I get what I'm saying now. Like on some of the previous albums, like actually on Conspiracy, I think a lot of those songs could have done fine on their own. doesn't really need to go with a story. And I feel yeah. this album is kind of like the same way. You can listen to these songs on their own. You don't need it to listen to them It doesn't feel like a concept album to me. No, it doesn't. That's why that's I feel why, you can listen to these songs in any that's order. Why you want. I think it was. I thought it was just like some historic piece, but he threw in the little necklace. You know, I, that part's fiction, obviously, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean, that'd be pretty cool if there was a real necklace out there that could yeah. look at the past. I want, I want one of those. You know, you know, I've seen people online that have those. I've been asking somebody to make one because he knows somebody who could make it. What's going on with my necklace? <laughs> well, she's working on it, but, you know, that's also pro bono, and then the coronavirus happens, so yeah, she's focusing money. on stuff that makes her money. Uh, yeah. But she's doing it. She... All right. I it like looks good song. so far. It looks good. Yeah. This song, yeah, this song actually is different, don't you think? That riff yeah, it changed, is different. It changed up Pete the Black. album a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's Pete Black. I guarantee you Pete Black came up with that riff. It doesn't sound like anything else that's on any King Diamond album to me. That yeah. first guitar riff. And it's kind of cool because he co-wrote the song. It's kind of like Yannick Gers and Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. He, when he writes... Iron Maiden, it sounds like Iron Maiden. It sounds right. a little different, but it still sounds like Iron Maiden. And it's the same thing with Pete Black. He's writing with King Diamond. It's different, but you go, no, it fits. It works. It totally works. I like it. Oh, no. Great bass blunt. That Pete Black double picking palm mute, it reminds me a lot of what Jakey Lee did in uh, uh, Waiting for Darkness on Bark of the Moon. I okay. love that oh. sound. That sounds okay. so fucking cool, you know. Uh, that, you know, uh, the song. I'm gonna tell you, man. It's not like one of my favorites on here, but no, that no. Pete Black does is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Don't get me wrong, but you know what came before, I like more. But I love what Pete Black. Pete Black, like to me, owns this song. Yeah, he does. I I love the solo on this too. Yeah. yeah. Good I like song. the bass playing. I think the bass playing on this whole record is out of sight. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I think uh, both of those guys got canned after this. Yeah. Didn't they get canned soon after? I don't know. Yes, I, I brought they that up on the came first in episode. And out. They came in and out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah actually, Snowy talks about why. why. Actually, Snowy was supposed to be on the next album, and then he'll, he'll talk about it on, on the episode, but uh, things got messed up. It's a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, next song, Beyond, Behind These Walls. He actually brought this back into the set recently on his last Love album. this song. I love this song. Yes. Especially the monsters like keyboards. Yes. Madeline is alone in the garden. She can't see the other nuns or hear the birds sing. She remembers screaming. She remembers screams in the night and moaning come from, coming from below the prison cell. But she doesn't understand what's going on and wonder uh, if Father Picard is a friend. Oh, damn it, did it again. Uh, they recently brought this song back into the set list, which I just said. Uh, pretty much an upbeat track. I really like this song. It's one of my favorites off this album. 
Uh, I like the keyboard intro like we just talked about. The lyrics are catchy, and uh, there's a really great guitar solo at the end of this song, which is another catchy and memorable on its own. Uh, And again, I think this song works on its own, just like every other song on this album. King's voice on this, I mean, on the whole album, but on this track in particular, really, really swells and rolls with the guitar lines really great. Mm -hmm. No. It's almost like a study in melodic detail. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Halloween, this song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got oh, a, I can hear that. It's got a great beat. You can dance to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was shocked when he played this the last time I saw him. It was the second song on the set list. I did not oh, expect that at all. Yeah, yeah. It was right after he did the candle, then he mm. went right into this. And it's always been one of my favorites off the sound, probably my second favorite. So it was such a welcome surprise. And, you know, just that opening little keyboard thing. I was like, what the hell? He's playing behind the wall? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm not one of these people that look at set lists before I go to a show. Yeah, okay. yeah. It ruins the show. Yeah. And I was like, so, I mean, it wasn't the most surprising song that night. The most surprising song for me was The Lake. Cause that's a damn beast. Oh yes, yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. the best. Yeah. But that's but one of still, the best. oh yeah. But you know, I mean, he ended up playing. He didn't play "Eye of the Witch" that night, though. But he played "Burn" and this. So he at least did two songs from this album, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. love it. I love this song. My second favorite. I would say. Yeah, yeah it's an awesome um, song. This is the one that reminds me the most of Blue Oyster Cult, too. Why? Because of the keyboards. The the keyboards, the lyrics, um, the the way he does his vocals on this, you know, the the bluish occult during their black and white period, and even when they started to get real big hits, you know, all five of them could sing, and Sandy Perlman produced it in such a way where they all sounded great melodically, and it was very layered. And yeah, that's why that's why Ghost gets blamed a lot to sound like King Diamond because they heard behind the wall these walls. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Ghost sounds more like Blue Oyster Cult than King Diamond Mercer Face. Yes. Any day. I, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I guess. Oh, they do. They sound, He sounds like he heard Tyranny and Mutation and thought it was the best idea ever and then has just riffed on that album for the past 10 years. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't hear King Diamond. I don't hear Merciful Fate, but I guess I, I, I hear behind the walls in, in Ghost. <laughs> I do. There is more merciful fate on the first Ghost album than there is on any other album. Yeah, though. I'd say so. I gotta hear listening. That that was my favorite for a while. The first one. Yeah. Or half diminished scales. And you people that like King Diamond but don't like Ghost, you're nuts. <laughs> I support you. <laughs> I love I me not like Ghost either. Everybody I love me some Ghost. I know, and I don't get it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I get it because you know what it is. They they get lumped into metal, and they're not really metal at all. No, they're not. They're not. No, it's theatrical rock. It's more right. like Alice Cooper. You know, you got to think of it more like like an Alice Cooper theatrical right. rock kind of deal. Right. They remind me of old Genesis and stuff to me. So you know. Right. It kind reminds of you of a lot of stuff, but it lacks originality, which is why I don't like them. I don't think so. I There's just... a lot of originality with Ghosts, believe me. But this is show is not about Ghosts. They said the same thing about Guns N' Roses, speaking of Zero <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, this, this ain't about Ghosts, man. This is about Born Again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
another favorite song of mine, The Meetings. Uh, Picard uses a group of nuns, including Madeline, to ritually, ritually torture and kill children. I didn't realize Why? what the song was about. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Uh, seven figures walk the streets. Picard is one and two are the priests. Um, they bring a child who cries, someone here will die. Madeline and the other nuns hold the infant up to the cross. Up, hold the infant up at the altar. At, up, oh my god. Up to the altar at the cross. Thank you. Father Picard and the priest come with a hammer and nails. What is his freaking obsession with hammer and nails? And children. And children. They're Catholic, dude. They literally nailed people to cross. No, I understand that. But what is... <laughs> King, nailed, King nailed Abigail. With, uh, with uh, nails. Maybe really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's nailing babies with hammers and nails and this thing. And Sounds uh, like a Serbian film. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, they, they come with hammers and nails, and I think we know where it goes from there. Uh, first off, I don't know what the... Obs- I just said that. I don't know what the obsession is. Uh, he, has he changed his tune, though, since he's had his child? I haven't heard any nails and hammers and. <laughs> don't be nailing my kid now. No. <laughs> don't you all get any ideas from me? No, and shit on the on the last album, we started talking about his cats and uh, what else was it? Uh, uh, butterflies and shit on the last album. Uh, anyway, uh, I like this song. Uh, it's a bit different from the rest of the uh, uh, rest of the song. It's more progressive, I think, than the rest of the other songs are or have been. Mm. No. You know, it's clever, but I don't think it's a memorable tune. I think it rocks. Really? I think it's some clever, like off times, kind of, you know, odd time signature stuff. The solo section is cool. But to me, I don't walk down the street and have this song pop into my head. I just don't. Really? I it's I don't think it's very memorable. And to me, it's kind of filler, but that's mm. just me. I I agree. This is the only one on the record that I feel is slightly subpar. It's just oh. it's not as catchy as everything else. So I like how the chorus, I mean, I, there's I like how it slows isolated down parts part. that are really cool. Like Lisa was saying, especially with the weird time signatures, they really get into some different shit on this. But um, it it doesn't play well on its own. I, I have to hear so. it as part of the album, or it doesn't work for me. I still like it, but it's definitely my least favorite from the record. Well, before I talk about this song, I think the next King Diamond album is going to... He's going to talk a lot about heart surgery and fucking over Michael Denner. <laughs> <laughs> as far as this song, yeah, I... I uh, listening to, the, to, to it today, I was like, yeah, this is a filler tune, but for some reason, I really like this one. I, I can't put my finger on why I like it, uh, it just has this vibe that hooks me, especially when it kicks into the fast gear toward the last 40 to 30 seconds of the song. Mm. It's like my favorite part. I don't mind it, but yes, I can tell it's filler. Yeah. Probably never played live. No, probably not. I, I like how it just does so many different things. So it feels like like three different songs almost, in a way. You know, when the chorus slows down and then it gets fast, whatever. It's a good song. I like it. Uh, Insanity. Nice instrumental. I think this is one of my favorite King Diamond instrumentals. Uh, you can feel a lot of different moods in this song, like when, especially when it slows down again. Uh, it almost makes you feel like uh, things are almost uncertain on how things are going to end up turning out at the end of this album. Just This song gives a lot of emotion in it, I think, it's, for, being, it's, for being an instrumental. 
Yeah, it's like the perfect description of someone's mind breaking, though. Like yeah. it just, you can feel her passing into insanity. Yeah. That's very cool. And it's yeah, just, this cool. is my favorite song on the record. Is Your it? favorite song? Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. I mean, the, the guitar lines just ring, and they're so great on this, and so well thought out, and his picking is just amazing. And the acoustic guitar reminds me of the first time. I heard Robbo on Soldier of Fortune on Thin Lizzy's Bad Reputation. Oh, yeah. It's it's that good. <laughs> kind of Led Zeppelin. It almost sounds like something yeah. kind of Rush. A little bit like something uh, on one of those mellow Rush tunes. That acoustic guitar. Something Alex yeah. Lifeson might come up with. Yeah, that yeah. Bane. Reminds me a lot of uh, Buck uh, from Blue Oyster called on Perfect Water, actually. I remember that one. No, I think it's a beautifully uh, constructed instrumental piece. Mm-hmm. By, it's all Andy, right? Um, uh, I believe. Yeah, Andy. he wrote it. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it's beautiful. It does have like a main theme, but then toward the end, it goes into some kind of like wavy little, you know, interludes that make it very extremely interesting. So, you know, even though I'm surprised it's your favorite, you know, now I think about it, yeah. I'm, I don't blame you, because it, it is it is awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's it's like a hidden nugget of gold towards mm-hmm. the end of the record. <laughs> it's guitarific. That's right. Uh, Zappa would approve. Sixteen forty two imprisonment. Father Picard dies in sixteen forty two. All are arrested and imprisoned, including the nuns who confessed to diabolical possession and even Madeline who died in 1647 in prison. Again, another song I like. It's catchy and ends the story with the convent re- ends the story with the convent really well. It's a good song. Me. Okay. Me. Me. Uh, I, 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 like, I like what King does vocally when he's not hitting the falsetto like second five. He's kind of no. different. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I do like it. The metallic riffs, you know, great tightness with the band on this track, you know. But again, it's not one of my favorites, but I really like this album as a whole. You know, I think all the songs are great, but, yeah. you know, I, I would I would put many above this song, but still a good song. To me, this... it sounds like a generic Aussie tune. To me, there's something kind of generic sounding about a lot of it. So I think the chorus is catchy, but I don't know. It just is a little more fillery to me. So that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I That's really like the solo it. on this one, though. It's one of my favorites. I don't, there's really no bad solos on this album. No. Yeah. This this no. whole album just got really good solo after solo. But when they play the solo on here and he's doing the different, like, variances with his vocals, it just fits together amazing. Yeah. Yeah. A decent song. Uh, and the final song, The Curse. Uh, this basically talks about how the curse of the eye will send you back in time. Another song really has no lyrics to it, and he repeats the chorus almost similar to the eye, the eye of the witch. Um, and, and I wrote that in my thing here. Uh, just chorus, uh, but it's cool ending musically, lyrically, and brings the album full circle to me. Uh, I think it's an awesome track that brings us out to a close. Great structure that plays along with the keyboards, you know, the way, you know, uh, King sings, he's pretty much singing the riffs. Okay. And, you know, yeah. Musically perfect, you know, I love how 
you know, he sings along to the riffs pretty much all the way through till it speeds up, you know, and even gets better to me at that point, you know. You know, I love that the power I get from the chain is mine. You know, yeah, good yeah. shit. Great, great ending. Great ending. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as crazy about this song. I think Freedom. the unison thing, the unison thing, bothers me, and a lot of times it bothers me because it seems like they ran out. Somebody ran out of ideas. It's like here's this riff, mm. and I can't think of anything to go with it. Okay, so let's all go with it. But I'm glad they all made the de- decision to have everybody with it that kind of beefs it up and makes it a little stronger but i don't know to me again this is another song that just i uh, i don't think is that that memorable i mean there's some kick-ass moments in it but to me it's just you know it's not something that's gonna pop in my head while i'm you know chopping broccoli or something <laughs> fair enough why broccoli? Chopping broccoli. <laughs> I like broccoli. So do I. I love broccoli. I love broccoli. Especially we'll broccoli series. is great. Let's do That's a, gonna be on... a show about broccoli. <laughs> After we're done with this King Diamond podcast, we're doing a whole show about broccoli. Broccoli and born <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> you should do a, a picture of the album cover with a piece of uh, broccoli instead of the little baby. Yeah, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's holding. Hold a piece of broccoli. Oh, I had a broccoli in his hand. Broccoli again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> broccoli again. <laughs> Greg. Who's got Photoshop? Old... <laughs> <laughs> do it. Big do piece it. of broccoli with fangs. That would be amazing. <laughs> It'll be done by later tonight. Greg, what do you think about the curse? It's a good song. Um, not quite as memorable as some of the other, but it uh, kind of repeats the feel of the opening track, Eye of the Witch, a little bit. That's a good closer in that respect. Yeah, yeah. not a mind-blowing still, closer. Still, still, still sounds really good, but um, it's you know just kind of there. There's not a lot that stands out about it. Yeah. But I guess that is it with the eye. So as a whole... It's a pretty good album, right? Yeah, I dig it. My fourth favorite King Diamond album. Fourth favorite. Wow. I, you know what? I never even thought to rank them. I'll have to do that when we're at the end of this and really rank and see what I like. Better. Second favorite for me. Like I said, I can see why some people don't like it a little bit because it's a little, little more relaxed, a little less complicated than the previous three, but. Uh... I think it's is, better for those reasons because it's, funny you it's more say that, in the spirit. It's funny you say less complicated because the reason why they use the electronic drums is because when King did the album, they used um, a, a drum machine because the patterns were so complicated. Well, mm-hmm. I suppose I suppose I mean less progressive. Well, there's a, there's an interview with King where he denies it's drum machine. Said it well, no, yeah. Elect- yeah, yeah, it could be triggers, triggers, you know. No, it was a, a I don't snowy, know. snowy, you know, you we know got the deal? Snowy. Yeah. Yeah, snowy, okay. Snowy definitely I didn't watch that, that. and yeah. I didn't it's, catch it's, up on it. Yeah. It's a really cool interview. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe it was Messiah from Candlemass said it was Drum Machine, and they said this to uh, King. And King, it, it's a weird interview. He's sitting on a bed in a hotel, and he's like, what? 
I did not. That's not drum machine. That's you know, that's <laughs> played on electric pads. That's yeah. there's no drum machine on that album. Yeah. No, but it is electric drums. Uh, Snowy does reveal that. Yeah, I will give everybody heads up for that. But it is a very cool interview, and maybe actually, that might be on this episode. I think last week I said it's going to be on the other one. It's on this one. Snowy's on this one. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the I. If you haven't heard the album, go check it out now. And buy uh, it now. Every... Yeah, go buy it now. Go buy all the albums. Actually, all the albums are being re-released right now. I just got. I I just ordered them because I hate. They're not remastering, are they? Yeah, I I hate no. my them vinyl because pretty much the whole album's on one side, mm-hmm. and it ends with like one song, and then a bunch of those. Man, those pointless like what is that rehearsal shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. You know, it's like yeah, they make those sets. So I got, you know, they they just re-released it where it's properly. I think it's Bye Bye Missy starts side two, or and uh, or Mother's Getting Weaker. So out of all of them, I bought just that one because I, I'm just so bothered by. I've never owned them on vinyl ever. Yeah. I bought it when it was brand new on CD, and then I ended up buying that version, and it just bothers me how they fit, just pretty much put the whole album on side one. And then That's weird. Because how the hell they must have like, how the hell they I do that? the hell out of it, you know. I guess because bonus that's not content. It's these record. It's the record companies. Mm. You know they want bonus content, and when you're adding bonus content to vinyl, you're actually lowering lowering the quality of the sound of the vinyl because you got it. You can't dig the grooves so and deep. That, so you know, and it so just ruins wide. it. It ruins the initial vision. You know, Actually, I, I, don't, I don't understand why record companies do that shit. I don't like it either. I want it. I want it how it came out. I want it like my CD. I don't want yeah. no. I don't want no, no repeat songs yeah. after that sound. That sound like shit too. It's rehearsals. Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. even vocals on them. It's like no, bonus. no, there isn't. Yeah. It's just but, bonus but, content. It's a bonus. And it's like just release that separately. If we're interested in it, we'll we'll get it. But I yeah, just it's record company bullshit. Yeah, and actually, actually, Rav, you said that album that you had of them was lower than your other ones, right? Like yes, that. yeah. I mean, I turned my stereo ball away, and it still wasn't loud enough for that album. It's because but, they shoved all those songs on there. Yeah, it's yep. terrible. stupid. Dumb. Well, nobody That's buy why, those. Buy the new uh, ones. Some, uh, even though, I mean, I suppose you can make the case that it's a little inconvenient, but some of the best sounding albums I have, I went out of my way to get are the. Uh, 45 rpm series of the first couple slayer and megadeth albums where they're split between two lps but you will never hear that shit sound better i mean the beginning the hell awaits literally sounds like satan's at your front door (laughs) (laughs) i i I like to plug my my buddy's uh uh store uh it's called miami metal merchant i went to to go buy them and it's all sold out on metal blade well he's got them all he's got all the king diamond reissues so uh but get them quick because i think there was only two three hundred made the colored vinyl type yeah Yeah. there's so many different versions of it but yeah there's um yeah the the european store got their own version the u.s has got their own version there's there's plenty to be you know to be and his uh, his prices are are very competitive they're much cheaper than metal blade that's for sure yeah, yeah, I I bought from him a few times too, but yeah, uh, very good store. I yeah. I do approve of that one. 
But yeah, go check them out. Actually, I bought... Um, I didn't buy them from him. I probably should have. But the, the other Merciful Fate reissues, too. The first three albums, I, I bought yes. all those. I got yeah. that first album, uh, the first EP on Picture Disc. Uh, the Nuns Have No Fun EP. Yeah. No, but they reissued that now, too. The new mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, but not on Picture Disc, right? No, it's just like the original vinyl. Right. Yeah. I didn't buy any of those Picture Discs. I don't know. No, I bought it to put it on my wall. It's, picture yeah. Discs are meant to be seen, not heard. Yeah, I got, I got no more room in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my I walls are... wall. I don't know if you... Yeah, you probably can't make it out. My whole wall of Picture Discs. Nice. Cool. All right, so now we're talking about albums. Lisa, where can people buy your album? Your White Crone album? Well, yes. Oh, here. It is White Crone, The Poisoner. And you can find it on Bandcamp, White Crone, C-R-O-N-E, at uh, .bandcamp.com. So find it on Bandcamp, and it's not available on vinyl because it's too long. It's too long to put on vinyl and have good quality. So this is, you know, you could download this digitally. But it really is, you know, King Diamond albums are kind of the same way. They got a lot of intros and stuff. I got a couple intros in here. If you buy it on CD, you're going to get the audio quality experience. So it's very good. Order a CD today. It's in my CD wall over there. I have it. And it's autographed, so you can also have it autographed. You're still autographing them, right? Oh, absolutely. And for the month of May, I'm throwing in a, uh, a free patch. For every CD, if you order the physical copy, I'll I'll send you a patch too. Awesome! Very cool. Awesome. Cool. Everybody, please go buy that album. Help Lisa out. Yeah. Help me! Help me! <laughs> and I check out your groceries. website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whitecrone.com. I'm on Facebook. Check out the YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel too. Hello. Where's yeah, the subscribe you. button? It's like down here somewhere. I don't really put one, but it's down there somewhere. You'll find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you can find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you haven't watched the sto- uh, show before, we are on podcasts and YouTube and on um, BitChute sometimes, if it ever uploads what? there. Bit, 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 B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. BitChute. Yeah. Sounds German. It probably is. It's a very popular thing because people don't like YouTube and how they just censor everything. Over yeah, at, man, they fucked me over recently. Yeah, over at BitChute, they don't do anything. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, tell us about your documentary, uh, Ralph. You did the uh, Dio thing, which was very popular, by the way. Yeah, Seven, yeah. 700 not... views, like, in the first hour. <laughs> really? I think it's up yeah. to, like, 5,000 now. Yeah, oh it's, I'm God. very proud of I it. You. Uh, <laughs> you know, because of the quarantine, what else, do, what else do I have to do at home? I've done documentaries before, but I do them like, you know, I work like half hour a day on them. Mm. And it takes me like a month to finish it. This shit I did in three days. Because wow. I got nowhere to go. But yeah, it's, a, it's gotten a lot of great feedback. Uh, there was only one, I only got one negative one saying, um, oh, you know what, man? You shouldn't have put the hospital footage because it made me depressed. I like the rest, but that made me depressed. I'm like, well, I guess that's negative in a good way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it came out really great. I'm very happy with it. Um, but, you know, I had to re-render it because they blocked it for the studio version of We Rock. So yeah. I put the, 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 the live version in the past. It's like, man. And, and, you know, to do stuff like that takes, like, 
seriously six to eight hours to redo everything. Yeah, because you got to redo one it little song, again. you know. Yep, it's yeah. ridiculous, but it passed. So I put it up on the anniversary of when he died. Right on. Uh, the tenth anniversary, and it it's yeah. uh, it's done really really good. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it. Uh, from you know uh, Leather Leon, uh, who's uh, was Chastain. She fucking loved it. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of people like wrote me saying how much they appreciate it. And a lot of people were like, you made me cry, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> a sad story. Yeah, yeah. But very cool. And where can people see that, Ralph? On Almost Human and uh, Wayne and Greg, you're both in the credits. I don't know if you noticed that. We are? No, I did not. Yeah, if you look. Watch. I have not have had the time to watch Greg. it lately, so I yeah, will. I'm I'm gonna watch it tonight, actually, when we're done with this. But yeah, I haven't had the chance either. Get Kleenex. Indeed, <laughs> I will. Amen to that. And uh, and I, you know, Rap Style Review. I put you all in the credit, man. Awesome. We love Thanks, you, man. We love you. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, and we love you too, Lisa. And thank you very much for coming on thank the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me, man. Gotta love King Diamond. Gotta That's love right. Gotta love Thanks King for coming Diamond. back, Lisa. Yeah. Will you, you be back again? Oh, yeah. Hell, ask me anytime. Yeah. Right. yeah, it gives me a chance to relive these albums, too. Like I said, it'd been a very long time since I heard this album, and I forgot how much good shit's on it. So, yeah, Exactly. All right. Well, again, thank you everybody for watching. Go to ratsalreview.com. Please buy one of our shirts. We could use the sales. <laughs> right on. All right. See you guys Not next on. time. Toodaloo. Bye. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and before we go, I just want to say hello to Tony uh, Morgan. Morgan. Yes. Uh, me and Greg, you know him. He, he's a very big fan of the show, and uh, please go check out his uh, Facebook page, Stories from Hell. It's, it's a King Diamond uh, fan page, and has a lot of pictures and a lot of stories, and even th- you know his own collection stuff like that. So please go give him a like on his page, and thank you, Tony, for watching the show. Really yeah. appreciate it, and we'll have him on the show as well for one of the episodes or two. Indeed, episodes. and just uh, not not your average fan page you know it's not all just the family ghost video reposted a hundred times he's got some pictures Mm -hmm. of some really cool stuff on there uh magazine articles i didn't know existed different memorabilia pretty cool marquee from a couple years ago where king played the night following willie nelson (laughs) it's it's very interesting to see willie nelson and then king diamond on a marquee (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's got some cool shit over here. So please, everybody, give his uh, Facebook page a follow and a like. Stories from Hell on Facebook. All right. See you guys next week. Uh, next okay. next time. Bye. Bye. We are now on to the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So th- that album has got a different sound from all his other albums, especially yeah. with the drum sound. And I always want to know for you guys, because I always heard different stories about the drums. Is that actually you playing the drums? It's actually me playing the drums on pads. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm the one who sort of had a slip of the tongue there, like when I was doing an interview in '93 with Metal Maniacs. You remember that magazine and stuff? And I oh, said yeah. some stupid shit there. Uh, but anyway, the thing is that we King wanted to have uh, have it like that because 
they had something weird excuse that okay we don't won't have time to practice with the band before going to the studio and they were i was like 21 years old and and uh, what what was i supposed to do and i said why i mean so so am i going to play on pads why is that you know mm, yeah and uh but what choice did I have? Fuck you, I quit. Should I say that? <laughs> okay, but they kind of sold me the idea. They said that everybody's using that. This is the new technology. Everybody uses something called Fairlight. And then you play into a digital, whatever it is, like in the computer. And uh, uh, it, it makes it easier that way. And, uh, and Manowar's using that. Strike is using that. Uh, Leopard is using that. All those bands. So, okay, let's give it a try. But I mean, to me, I'm kind of old school in that sense. I like body and Ian Pace and all that. So, so I, mm. I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. But it was a good experiment, I suppose, you know. Yeah. But I yeah. kind of dislike that thing because, I mean, at that point, I've been playing drums for eight years or something. Yeah. And, and it's like, why? I mean, this is what I sacrificed and then spent my entire fucking youth practicing. Now it's like on some 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 pads, you know. <laughs> right. I didn't like that. Yeah. I, kinda, I gotta say that right there, there at that point, I was like, I kind of lost interest with drums, you know. Really? Yeah, because of that. Because okay, is, this is all it's worth, you know. Yeah, and if that's going to be the new drum thing and going to take over the world, <laughs> then, you know, why would you want to play on that, you know? Yeah, yeah, but the first album for every every guy, uh, you know, every musician, like their biggest dream is to, wow, make your first album, you know? Mm, yeah. And to, especially with an internationally huge or famous band like King Diamond, cool, with, you know, like good musicianship and kind of progressive and, and you know, and all that, and... Um, yeah, yeah. I I was very disappointed. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you find it hard to learn how to play on on the pads? No, but it was kind of when you're in the studio, you know that, like I, I mentioned, that everything's on under a microscope. You know, it's it's right. uh, it's a it's a different feel to play on pads. Of course, nowadays you have those kind of things that with triggers and and. Uh, right. And you have a net and, and some sort of microphone that picks yeah. up that. Ever yeah, fucking yeah, but so the, the um, it's bounces the, the right kind of way and it feels good. But in 1990, you didn't really have that. It felt more like playing on a, uh, I don't know, on your table or whatever. You know, like very stiff and all that. Mm -hmm. but, you know, you gotta. One thing I learned: you gotta you gotta be flexible and try to do the best of the situation instead of being hung up on a lot of crap. You know, so so, and it's King's band. I mean, he's in charge. He, uh, right. yeah, if that's what he wants. What, what can I say? I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I put myself in the in the back seat and okay, be be your henchman or whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But same with Merciful Fate. Like like okay, but you wrote the songs and and I can come up with a lot of ideas and and show it to you and and. Uh, and you, he usually was like, okay, we can have it like that in the beginning, and there you go with the drive symbol, and do, maybe do a little bit of tom there, yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's um, you're collaborating, you're working together to to get the best result, of course. So you, you gotta skip the swallow your pride, you know. Right. It's not like oh, don't touch my thing. I mean, you wrote the songs, 
Mm. The same way I am. I mean, I'm, I'm probably 10 times worse, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but when, I write, when I write my music, it's like I don't give free hands to people to just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, but look at those, call, those cool uh, arpeggios. Yeah, but they don't belong here. Start uh. your <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm just talking a lot of shit here, so yeah. <laughs> Is there any song on on that album that you didn't um, like really care for playing, or did it give you any like issues, like because you were doing with the pads instead of the real acoustic uh, kit? Uh, what do you mean if it gave you any issues? Like like. like like we, you know, because you weren't used to playing on the the drum pad, so like, I don't know. Did you have? Was there any song that you just didn't um, feel? You feel like maybe you could have did a little bit better on maybe. Yeah, but I, I feel looking back on it that, that I could have. This we, we were on this for about two weeks because they they made it sound like oh it's going to be so easy, it's going to be so cool, and then we can just cut and blah 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 do this in the studio, but. In retrospect, I mean, I would have done it in like a third of the time mm. on real drums, no problem. But I figure also that King, no shame or, or shadow on him or anything like that. But Mickey is a very strong guy, you know, like very full of himself, I would say. <laughs> but, but, you know, so, yeah. so it's not that easy to, to uh, tell him what to do. And maybe King felt like, they are the guys, they are arranging the songs and they're playing too much and it's too much uh, uh, things going on. I mean, so because um, because they arranged it like that. And then he saw his opportunity, the opportunity like, wow, now I have this young guy and I can probably uh, stare him the way I want to. But then he realized that I was pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so this was a way to control me, I suppose, you know. Yeah, yeah. because if everything is like completely naked, you know, in a computer under a microscope, you 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 can sort of tell it apart. But instead of having a full band playing together and stuff, you know, so mm. it's kind of hard to to to, to explain pretty much. But, but what can I say now? Now, but it felt okay. But I was just doing my service pretty much and, and making him feel good about it you know? <laughs> so are you happy or not happy with that album uh, I listened to it once <laughs> really wow wow okay <laughs> that's actually my first uh, my first King Diamond album mine too yeah but I think it's a, it's it's probably a very good album uh, a lot of people consider it to be the last of the the good the, the first years uh, the first uh, period of King Diamond, you know, because they then it was like a hiatus for a couple yeah. of years before this lullaby came and all that. Uh, we were supposed to be on that too, but you know, that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, but it's a good album. But I would have loved to play the drums on it in a, in a traditional way, yeah. and, and I'm convinced that I would have done a good job, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because personally, personally, I would feel so much more happy about the whole thing, the whole experience. But you, you sort of get colored. Is that the word? No, no. But your own experience from from a recording, um, 
might be bad, but but you actually did a good job. It was a tough recording, not not mm. specifically this one, but then you have a like sort of a bad memory from from from, from a recording. But yeah. for for the audience, like wow, this is really great. But you you cannot wash away that kind of bad experience, like the, the yeah troubles in the studio with the engineer or whatever it fuck it is. I mean, if you ask Lars Ulrich about the Black Album, for example, I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, he was such a you know, it was like pushing me so hard and, and uh, criticizing me, <laughs> whatever. And you had a, probably a bad experience from that, you know. But, there, I mean, it's the end result that matters because every birth of a good album must have a lot of conflicts and stuff like that and arguing and stuff, you know. Like Kiss, Destroyer's mm-hmm. absolute yeah, favorite that's album. what I was going to bring up. <laughs> well, Bessrin, I mean, he was like the fucking Gestapo there or <laughs> something, you know, like pushing the guys and oh if you cannot play this fuck off then i bring in some other guy you know <laughs> he had the the full big picture of it what he wanted to accomplish you know and yeah. so it was probably tough on ace and peter and all that and uh, all of them basically but it turned out to be a really good album and, and in the end it's the, the end result that matters you know that's mm. what i think you know because the album is going to last forever ever and your personal feelings about it okay grow up <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, and it was since it was one of my one of my first ones. My a friend of mine in school told me to listen to it. He got it one of those. Remember those ninety nine cent uh, CD clubs that used to be around? Yeah, yeah. He 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 got it, and his mother didn't want him to listen to it, so he he told me to get it because he knew I would like it. And you know, it was different at the time, right? You're What's that? Are oh, you talking about the eye? The eye, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, find, I found it in the store and then I, I bought it, and you know, I liked it. it. Was different than the metal I listened to at the time, and King's voice is really different. And then um, it took a while to get used to that, but uh, you know, and then your drumming was different because I listened to metal bands, but you know, like with the way, like you said, with the way the drum sounds were, it was just, it was just completely different to me. And then, and then to see all the pictures of the band, and then you're there, like the the, the white hair. You look like uh, somebody from Nelson or something. I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Completely different from the rest of the band. I'm like, all right, but yeah, you know, I, 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 definitely the, the least poster of the guys. I mean, just look yeah. at Abigail. That they could be <laughs> the fucking eye patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the perfect combination. I gotta say, because I, I reacted to that when I when it came out. I, it, it was like in '87 or something like that. You see, all the guys they they could be, yeah, Warrant or or Poison or whatever. But then you had Dracula on vocals. <laughs> like the I gotta say, you're from Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Well, Jersey originally, but okay. Yeah, but I remember. Now. We, we, we uh, you know, a lot of times when we were out touring on the conspiracy tour, people were, that, that is so typical American, i got to say that, why, are you guys in a band or something? I mean, it's that typical question. And they saw us with long hair and all that. And, and this guy who was like working at the hotel somehow, and he's like, who's that? And pointing at King. Yeah, but that's King. But you should fire him. He doesn't fit in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's the main guy. He's the, the reason we're... <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't... Oh, that's funny. Like, uh, you need to see him in the whole package. You can't just see him on the streets, you know? <laughs> well, no, but that's so cool, really. You know? Because he... I mean, the, that, that combination was really good because a lot of the, the, the audience, I think, they were impressed by the musicianship of the band. It was 
good musicians and all that and yeah. kind of technical and progressive music and then you had King's vocals a lot of the people were maybe not so much into that kind of high-pitched uh, falsetto and, and the, the, the ghost stories but then you had the other side who were only into that and didn't care so much about the musicians maybe you know right. so uh, it's a good package for something for everyone I suppose you know yeah even girls because I mean if it would be five King Diamonds like, like maybe <laughs> That would be um, a bit. Might as well be ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of ghosts, did you have any like ghostly things happen? Because he always talks about all these ghost stories and things like that. Did you ever experience any of that stuff? Uh, I'm sitting right here in my kitchen right now, and uh, the only actual thing that I can remember. Uh, top of my head here, is when I was doing a session job for, for some guys who was like really nagging me to do it, to, to sing some songs. And, um, and and I didn't really want to do it, but I needed the fucking money, so, so I did it. I, I, I recorded three vocals, uh, three vocals for three songs. And and he said, oh, but this sounds really crappy. It's going to it's not, it's gonna be so good. I'm the main producer of this studio and all that. And when I actually heard the final result, it's like, wow, an album. It was just a lot of um, religious messages. It was like kind of power metal, but not as good as Striper. <laughs> but, but you see that it was like all those religious messages. And I was like, I just uh, expressed myself like, fuck that. Jesus shit, <laughs> whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the bathroom door here in my kitchen, it just... <laughs> and I got like goosebumps all over. What the fuck was that? It was like the dogs are lying there, my wife is sitting there, the, the window is closed, and no draft or anything like that. It was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was cursing. <laughs> so I was like, it got me to rethink about... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I was like cursing. Oh, what the fuck is this Christian crap? I was saying And the door like that. What? Yeah, there was no logical explanation that that could have happened. That is sort of like the weirdest ghost thing that I've discovered or, or experienced. Yeah. So nothing with uh, when you were with King at all? doing the eye or, or even on the conspiracy tour not really i mean that's his department but i mean i guess people are are like my wife she's very spiritual for example i mean she, we were sleeping and she was like well, why is snow standing up but it was apparently it was my dad's dad you know who was like wow. who's like who is she <laughs> you know right. so i am so stressed and and so working so much and all that so i, I I hate to say it, but I'm not that spiritual or open to that kind of thing because I'm yeah. too, too focused stressed. on everything else. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but she is so much more spiritual and 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 talk with the dogs and and actually have communicate uh, communicating with them and all that. So so so, but yeah. So I believe in that kind of stuff, but mm. unfortunately, I'm too too stressed up. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get better when I get older and slow down a little bit, you know. (laughs) All right, you got anything for the eye, uh, Greg? Well, it was the first King Diamond album I had, too. Uh, Funny thing is, before that, I had only uh, heard Merciful Fate Black Funeral on the uh, Metal Massacre. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. 
Ooh. Yeah, and uh, then I got uh, the the EP and um, what's the first song? Doom by the Living Dead. That song blew me away because, uh, you know, it was so progressive but heavy. And yeah. it fit kind of right in with the new wave of British heavy metal stuff I liked a lot. Yeah. But yeah. you could sing along with the chorus. So that was pretty <laughs> badass. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I think was very good with, with, with Merciful Fate. They had uh, this kind of thing listed. Yeah, it's poppy. And same thing with Hammond. If you listen to the first album, especially, it's a mix of those more epic, weird songs like. What are they called? I don't know. The candle and, and uh, yeah, the joke. The and all that. Yeah. And then you have like dressed in white. It's like UFO, Dr. Doctor, you know. <laughs> but with yeah. his Yeah, with his vocals, he can sing on anything. Then it becomes King Diamond. It doesn't matter because he's so exceptional in his character and his voice and all that, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, that was one of the things I always really liked about the eye. It had a, a cool story, and it's funny Wayne mentions the picture. He said something about hair metal. You know, when I first got that, I was 13, and I was stoned. I thought you were a ghost at first. I'm like, nah, man, that, that's not a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a real guy. <laughs> It's like, I'm telling you, it's a ghost story, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> I've never heard um, that one before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. well did, you, did you ever get the Nelson comparison? Or <laughs> what? Did you ever get the Nelson comparison? Over the years, maybe I've heard it. Uh, <laughs> <to watch. laughs> not now, but, you know, back in the uh, day. Of course, not now, because nobody told you they were about back then. <laughs> Not a person. No, but the difference is that I am naturally blonde compared to, to a lot of other guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, I guess because I'm not a drummer, the drum sound uh, didn't really bother me at first. I've always really enjoyed uh, your playing on that record. Uh, it always bothered me. It was quieter than everything else. I just never knew why until recently. What do you mean it was more <laughs> quiet? You mean in, in a... The drums, or in in general, you mean overall? No, no. the The production of the album is uh, fine, actually, and you can yeah. hear everything okay. But um, and I guess it's a result of maybe it being uh, computer as opposed to acoustic. And I don't know if reverb is the right word, but it, it's almost as if hitting the head of the drum and it's it's wet. It sounds kind of flat. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, but I mean, if you look at production-wise, I mean, I when I did my last album here, um, my latest album, I was like really, really fighting with the guys. I was working with different two because this is actually a collection of different albums that I'm going to make. So these are sort of uh, excerpts or whatever you call it, like like um, I, uh, uh, I really enjoy uh, Mark anyway, Black. Doors. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's from different albums. So I was working with different uh, mixing in different studios and all that, and it was really, really complicated because I mean, I I want to recreate what I hear in my head the way it is. And a lot of the people nowadays, oh, but this is not industry standard. They say, okay, let let me write that down. Do, do I give a fuck? No. But what do you mean standard? Do you think that I I my job as a musician as a uh, songwriter and all that is to 
provide what people expect from you, what's the, 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 how it's supposed to sound nowadays. I mean, you can see trends come and go. In, in, if, you listen to, if I listen to an album here, Okay, around 85 to 87, that kind of snare sound was very popular back then. And you, know, you can actually determine, see what, what era it comes from. Because there are all a lot of different fashions and, and ideals going on there. But I don't, first, I don't give a shit about that. When I was doing this album, it was like, I went to Studio Fredman, for example, and, and we were doing mixing this song Krampus as the first test song, 2016. And I actually called him, you know, he had made a great reputation for himself all over the world as creator or inventor of Gothenburg death metal sound with the uh, in flames and all those bands. But anyway, and I called him uh, specifically to say, I'm, I'm not interested in that kind of sound. I'm interested in mixing with you because you have good ears. So when I got there, I said, open Spotify. And then you open Rainbow Rising and Kiss Destroyer. And both, both those, those those albums came out in 1976, so they were actually 40 years old. But that's what I have as a reference. I want a big sound, like uh, details and, and and different levels. So not everything right in your face. I want a big, open, sort of organic sound. You know. And he was saying, "Yeah, but that is not fashionable." Yeah, but I don't give a fuck what's fashionable. I'm doing this to please myself. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I cannot. Oh yeah, but this is what people expect now. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, at no. some point, people are going to get sick of that, and then they're going to want like the stuff that you create. Yeah, but you know? that's what you see happen now. Because I mean, if we're talking about recordings, when it comes to drums, for example, since the the the, the eighties, maybe or or you know, okay, you can quantize everything and you can trigger everything and and uh, and uh, you can polish and, and, and compress everything so it doesn't mm. sound like real drums right. and and it's so much focus on the bass drum and the snare wow right. i cannot hear the, or the overhead i cannot hear the hi-hat or the, or the right. ride symbol and all that yeah but yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be now if that's yeah. your disco who had an influence on metal that's fine if you rammstein mm. but because that is so march so, oh, yeah. like yeah. that supposed yeah. to to that maybe i don't know but you're not supposed yeah. to dance for fate i suppose no. <laughs> so, yeah so, so why should i apply that kind of sound and a lot of the people that i've been working with i mean it's in this metal world kind of and they're like wow we're gonna have this you know like modern sound that it sounds like painkiller and and panthera pantera and stuff what do you mean modern that's fucking 30 years ago exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. true yeah <laughs> Everything goes in cycles. Everything goes in cycles. If you listen to 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 um, Greta von Fleet, for example, you know you see things coming back. Like the younger kids, wow, we want to sound like the Doors or mm. or Janis Joplin and have it natural and and you know kind of not crappy sounding, but kind of vintage sounding instead yeah. of having this, wow wall of marshals and 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 uh, compressed drums that are just very fat and all that. But right. It's done so much that you, if you cannot tell the difference between different bands, except for maybe his vocal sounds a little bit different than that guy, I mean, then you have lost it all. I think what I like about old bands is that they actually went into the studio all together. They had rehearsed, they had been out playing those songs. Yeah. And they did three takes or something, and then they picked the best one. Okay, I fucked it up a little bit there on the, on the, 
on their chorus or whatever. Yeah, but look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Nobody's care about the details. If you're so picky about those t- tiny details, maybe the song is not good enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Try to yeah. see the song, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so so I, I had to invent all those kind of models when we were in the studio, like perfection is a definition, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, but just because you can see on a screen that, oh, that is not completely in time, the bass with the bass drum. Yeah, but I can't tell if I listen to it. Turn off the fucking screen. It's just like, is this thinner? Is, is it any good? Let's listen to it. No, but that's what, not what you do. You, you cannot look at music. Oh, it's right. all in, in a frame, you know. Right. You're supposed to listen to it, you know. Exactly. If it doesn't bother me, I mean, I don't want... I don't, I'm not going to pay you for, for removing all those little glitches and whatever the fuck it is, because that adds to the whole atmosphere. If you listen to isolated files from Queen, Killer Queen, for example, Bram May's guitar, and it's like, <laughs> someone's calling you, you know, in <laughs> and all that. And it's actually on the album. So that adds to the whole atmosphere. And yeah. same with like Richard Blackmore's guitar on, on Highway Star, for example. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like some mistakes because they're playing together. That's how music is created. Yeah, but it's it's not the right BPM all the way through. Someone's going to sit there with a metronome and, oh, they they were spitting up. That's not music. Maybe if it was Zappa. Yeah, but I mean, there are... Yeah, I think it's so weird. So I've been like completely against the grain with all that and say, fuck that. I, it doesn't right. bother me. You know, right. It's I'm, too I'm, clean, more noisy and all that, more open and more lively or whatever you say. You know? Yeah, it yeah. Sound, sounds more realistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know, people, it's not going to make anything perfect. You know, no. like there are always flaws. And, and right. yeah, but it's it's how you save it or how you how you can actually you know keep playing and and, and all that so yeah well what's wrong with being human <laughs> right, exactly right. and that's what people lost well yeah. and that's um one of the examples uh i always like to use snowy especially with uh drummers is a uh, you know an iron maiden clive burr and nico mcbrien yeah. yeah. nico mcbrien is a great drummer and he's so much technically better but i always enjoyed clive more just because you know the, there might be errors that were left in but the power he played with and the passion yeah. and the attitude yeah. was just unmatched you yeah. know i'd rather hear something more human like that, like uh, in Ian Pace style, than something highly structured, which is probably why I never got that in a rush. Yeah, but but. I want to be able to tell the difference between different musicians if you have a strong sort of a signature style, like Ace Frehley. I mean, he talks the way he walks. Actually, you know, <laughs> he's vibrato. It's like, it's like, well, so, you know, he's kind of lazy, sort of laid back. That's his personality. And it shows, comes through. You know, it's not fake in any way. And I want to be able to tell the difference between Leonard Hayes and John Bonham, for example, even though right. they, he were inspired by that. But I want to hear the personality and, and, and the, the, the person. I mean, it's got to be, you've got to be able, I mean, it doesn't matter if you paint a picture, you, you, you make a poem or you write a song. I think you should leave something from yourself in it. Otherwise, it's like just a formula or something. You try to please people. You've got to be able to show yourself, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Just well, listen to 
listen to the isolated vocals of uh, Running with the Devil with Dave LaRoth. <laughs> it's on YouTube, but it's like, wow! He's just going out and he's like completely crazy. And it's, yeah, everything is kept like that. I mean, that's what you hear on the album. It's so, just go with the flow and have a good time, really. You know? Yeah, that's how music should be. I'm glad you said that because that's how I feel about my own stuff. Because I, my, my guitar player tries to get things like kind of perfect sometimes. I'm like, dude, it sounds so much better if things aren't always on time. It just sounds more real, realistic. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I've, I've been going through that. I was doing something in, was doing my own music in 2006 or something. I went to, to mix it with Mike Weed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, that, I, I, that was after I quit Dream Evil. So I took my songs with me and, and pretty much said, fuck you. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving and I'm taking my songs with me. And I, I was like trying to do that. And I, I was trying to apply this new kind of thing where, where you play a riff and then you loop it and all that. So, so you just do it once and then it's like 30 or four times, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and when it, after we mixed out the whole thing and it came out uh, compressed and all that, it's like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But all I could say is that when I wrote this, I thought it was a good song and all that, but now it goes in here and out here. It doesn't touch me in any way. It doesn't move me in any way. It's just flat and correct and, right. and synthetic and, and, and stiff and square and boring and all that. So right. I figured that I would never do that again. I'd just do one fucking take and, and leave it like that with the small mistakes and flaws in. Because so what? I'm not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> It has that energy and that sort of passion in it, and that can never be replaced by perfection. What, what, what's perfection? I mean, I don't understand. I think Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks, that's perfection. And then you say, yeah, but if Jeff Pocaro, I guess it's, uh, uh, it would be better if he played the drums with Stuart Copeland because he's more correct. Yeah, but then it would be punk, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, to- Johnny Rotten singing "Hold the Line" would be something, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what you want. I mean, what is the, the the thing that I like about the old Alice Cooper band, for instance? Yeah. It's yeah. because they are they are so crappy <laughs> musicians, right? And yeah, yeah and and same thing with the studios, Iggy Pop and the studios. You know, because they are playing the best they can and it sounds like they've been sniffing thinner or, or paint removers yeah. <laughs> some, some, some 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 fucking you know junkies doing the best they can with a lot yeah. of passion and energy and that's what they caught on on tape pretty much you know yeah. that's what you hear perfection has nothing to do with it I guess, you know? no exactly Good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and uh, Motley Crue's a good example of that, too. I mean, I know they're more <clears throat> glam-type stuff, but their first album, Too Fast for Love, there's mistakes all over the place, but it's raw, it's heavy, and yeah, yeah. they really believed in it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, but it's more like a crappy demo-type tape. I think it sounds like that. And, 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 yeah, yeah, a little bit. And, yeah, but that's what people wanted. And But in Motley Crue's case, I got to say that because they looked so cool and all that, and uh, and uh, they were Nikki Six was so driven and all that. So oh, yeah. I think Shout to the Devil has a wonderful sound, and that is what you should try to to recreate. Because the the, the drums sit so open, and he's playing so good and all that. You know, that's uh, really. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but what's wrong? Basically, what's wrong with showing who you are and 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 have a, your own sound? I mean, a lot of people when when they want me to 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 do drums on their album or something like that, or oh, you should bring that snare drum. You know, that has your sound. Mm. It doesn't matter what snare drum is. It's me how I play it. You know, right. people ask, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people ask, what kind of drum heads do you have? I don't know, a white one usually. You know. <laughs> 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 I'm not so interested in products. People oh, yeah. are saying, oh, do you have like a 12 and a 13? I don't know. That one is slightly bigger than that one on the two left. <laughs> I'm not so picky about that stuff. With you. I do like your drum kit, though, sometimes. You got you, you got the two uh, bass drums, and you got the, the one tom in the middle. You got the weirdest setup. <laughs> you, you put your, your, uh, your kick drums like flat, like straight ahead. Like how the hell do you play like that? You know why I did that? Because that was a thing back then. Nowadays, I I only have one kick with a double pedal, basically. Okay. Even though I have like uh, two kicks, but that yeah, is just yeah. for for videos oh, and look. shit. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mick Tucker from Sweet, he is one of my favorite drummers. Are you okay. familiar with him? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So he had kind of completely straightforward like that. So that's oh, why really? I put it. Okay. And I also had like two floor toms on each side. I wanted to right. wanted it to be symmetrical, like one chine on each side and two floor toms there, one rack tom, two two on my left side. But I could never play on the left side, so I put some beers <laughs> and a towel. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. You know, a lot of the times, I mean, it's just for show. I don't know if you've seen right. this Tomori video. People to this day t- still talk about that because... Because I had the, the bass drum, instead of, how can I show this, I have my snooze here, instead of having it straight forward like that, I turn right. it like that, one leg on each side. You know, people, <laughs> was really crazy. Did you play like that? No, that was just for the video, of course. <laughs> 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 it looked funny or cool. Or, yeah, but at the end of the day, we're in, the, in showbiz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what you have to do. Show must go on. Exactly. Yeah. So, right, what got, else about King Diamond and Mercy? Yeah, we got sidetracked there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. What? Right.